Hey, Camila, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, I can't complain. Okay, so before we get started, I was having some technical difficulties. I don't know what that was about. I had to start my computer all over again. Okay. But all is well. So before I get into who I have on today, I usually tell my people that I believe in six degrees of separation. Um, you are one connection, one advice, one help away from where you need to be in life. Um, somebody in my circle knows somebody in your circle will connect up and then there's a whole nother connection of where or what I need from this person. Um, also, I let them know how I know the person. So we call him Nuke. His real name is William. And um, I think you're muted. I just didn't want to interrupt. Oh. Didn't want to interrupt. I know him uh, since um, 1996 at the University of Michigan. It's been that long. Um, and you know how you meet somebody or you look at a person and you be like, yeah, they're going to be successful at whatever they uh, try to go do. Um, he was, we were um, at a bridge program, um, which is basically bridging um, high school graduates to your freshman year in college. And so I met him that summer. Um, as soon as I graduated from high school, he was um, in, I want to say, Merkley, Berkeley. Yes, it was Markley. Yeah. Markley. And in the um, hallways. And he introduced himself to a couple of people that were um, in our bridge program, let us know who he was. Um, I never asked him what he was going to school for. Um, I just knew he was going to be successful. He looks. Thank you so much. Even back then. So um, later on, uh, I left, I think, in 98. And I found him on Facebook. And we've been friends ever since. Exactly. And I'm looking and I'm like, um, this he should he says um on his uh, page, um, this is something that my hands did. And I'm thinking, what is he talking about? And he's showing me pictures of houses that he designed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. The houses mm -hmm. that I've seen on his Facebook page is ridiculous. Like you, Thank you designed so this yeah. house. So um, I want you guys to welcome my friend William DeVos, who's an architect in New York. In New York, in Brooklyn. And and let me preface this whole conversation with okay. I'm actually in North Carolina today, last minute flight down to North Carolina. So your viewers will get extra special, um, extra treat because we're actually, I'm with my client right now. We're going to see his beautiful house that he bought for his mom and redesigned for his mom. So, and I'd like to say I co-designed it with him because he's got a lot of style. Wow. So you yeah. guys are in for a treat. You're going to see something firsthand that he has something to do with. I'm so excited. Not only that, but you are very successful black man who's out here putting his mind and his um, hands to work and 
you don't have to want for nothing because of the design that God has given you. So I'm, I'm excited Thank that you. you were able to um, come on the show today. So let's go back. Um, in your younger days, were you drawing back then or how, how did this come about? That's funny. Um, as, a, as a youth, I was more of an artist. I would draw a lot. So I was more in the still lifes and portraits and things of that nature. And I would draw basically every day I would draw. And it's funny because um, in my early years, I draw, I got to a point where I didn't draw. And I realized that drawing was cathartic for me. It was like, relax, help me relax, help me meditate, um, help me just chill and not think about anything. Uh, so it was, uh, it was really cool. Uh, so as I got older, I got, I got more into the technical drawings and I had got more into like the, um, I guess the technique of painting, technique of drawing, things of those things of that nature. And, um, and moved into architecture after like maybe after my freshman year of college moved into architecture and I'll tell you like how that was inspired was by seeing um, you know basically my influence as a child having an artistic background but then also going to Italy I saw things like Michelangelo's David and then I saw his rotunda on the side of Santa Maria Novella and it was uh, basically he was an artist and an architect at the same time and I said if he could do it I could do it and that's how it all started wow yeah. that that so you went to Italy to see this on hand? Yeah, I went to Italy. My, I would take uh, advantage of it. I'm from the you know inner city, Chicago, South Side Chicago, neighborhood called Auburn Gresham, and uh, you know, not known for uh, not known for its architecture, not known not known uh, part other parts of the world that people in Auburn Gresham don't typically get to see. I wanted to see it, so as a kid. 18 years old, 18 years old, I got this um, five foot tall back, uh, big sack, and I'm traveling through Brussels and um, on my way to Florence, Italy. And it was great. I toured through Pisa, Pistoia, Luca, you know, Venice, um, all over Northern Italy. Wow. So coming from Chicago, and for whatever reason, you know, the media always um, place you know, Chicago and Detroit and Cleveland, um, inner city places in a bad limelight. Um, growing up, did you have support to, you know, get where you are now, like um, drawing school or um, after school programs? What, what were you doing? I think my family supported me really well. Friends always supported me. They, um, you know, it, when you're young, they say, oh, yeah, you're different. And it wasn't in a negative way. They just wanted me to, they wanted to protect me, basically. Um, mm -hmm. do for me to do. They were doing what they had to do to get by, and they never wanted me to do that. They didn't think I was cut from that claw. So I think that, um, you know, in, in a sense, like, the bad kids even supported me. You know what I mean? The kids wow, okay. back and then my family was always there. So my mother, my brother, my dad, sister, uh, extended like family and uncles, aunts, all that stuff. They, we all had a close knit family. And so you know, Chicago, yeah, and you know Chicago. So my grandmother uh, was in uh, Robert Taylor. So we spent most of our time in Robert in the Robert Taylor homes, and even like there, and then even on you know in our progression as well. Everybody, so we supported one another. It feels, uh, you know, like I'm. I'm really making it 
I'm highlighting something that a lot of people, I'm doing like what a lot of old folks do. You know, back in my day, we all had each other's backs and all that stuff. But it truly, what we truly did have each other's backs. That's my experience growing up. And that's good. Um, I just had a cousin on, um, I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, and he talked about basically getting back to the village um, where everybody pushed everybody and it was nothing selfish about it. And we actually need to get back to the importance of a village to help raise the children, help them to get to where they need to go to. And just in a, um, just showing love to each other. And that's good. That is really good. Um, I know for myself, being at the University of Michigan at that time, um, it had its moments. I actually came in, like I said, in 96. And I want to say 97 or nope, 96. Um, they were allowed to allow the Ku Klux Klan to march down um, in front of the uh, university diag. And it was a culture shock for me that at that time, we thinking it's 96, there's no way I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Um, they marched down like they own the street um, in their um, sheets with their shotguns. And it was nothing that could be done because they had permits. Um, and, you know, cops, I think I seen every black person on campus um, at that time. And it was um, a cry for help for all of us to look at each other and be like, cover yourself without saying anything. Don't get caught out here by yourself or anything like that because they just showed you what was allowed. Um, were you out there that day when they, when they oh, did yeah. that? That's funny. I wasn't. My college roommate was out there. and He's actually in the middle of uh, my old college roommate was there. And uh, he's actually in a pick from uh, Time magazine. And I, I bumped into it in one of these time like books. And he's actually in a pick over uh, like over um, a KKK member. I don't think I don't think he was swinging at him or anything, but I think he's over him like somebody else knocked him down. He, I think he was just looking like what is going on like, astounded by what was, what was happening but i do re i remember that well i wanted to go home i literally wanted to pack up and leave and i called my grandmother and she said no you will not leave because your ancestors fought a long time for you to be on this campus you're exactly. there for a reason and um if I had not called, I probably would have left um, because I was I was not ready. You know, you see this in movies, you see this in books, and you're like, you know, I'm 18, 19 years old. I was not ready and prepared to see anything like that. Um, also, uh, were you, um, I'm trying to remember, were you um, a hall um, person? I was a I was a minority peer advisor, so I had a dorm that I was over uh, cousins hall. Okay. Yeah. I'm like so, I re I vaguely remember that. I'm like I think he was in the halls making sure that um, 
all the freshmen and all of that stuff made sure <laughs> we were right. uh, doing what we supposed to do again, um, making sure that when we were on campus, we went to class, um, made sure the time that we were there, we was there for a reason to be successful. Um, also, I told you, I never told you then, but I was looking at you and I said to myself, whoever he is, I have to make sure I stay in contact with him. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, you know, you got a beautiful soul too. So I'm glad we reconnected. Wow. I'm I'm like, just to see your hand and I'm, I'm excited that the people are going to see this house that you had something to do with designing. Um, yeah, it, well, just keep, it's going to take a few minutes to get there, okay. but I will tell you nonetheless. Um, also, how did um, I think I I remember reading an article about you um, saying that you got to the University of Michigan on a, a scholarship? Well, uh, I did get a partial scholarship from uh, the School of Art and Design initially. And then, uh, you know, architecture, we have a two plus two program, sort of. You do two years, uh, your two years, your uh, prereqs, and then you do your two years directly all architecture mm -hmm. so um so in doing both i got small scholarships to do them both but um i got one from the deltas and then i also got one from the school of art design that was cool okay so um but i still get those. i got those student loans too so. still right i still got those we so all how did them. how did you get to new york um, I was uh, thinking initially when I finished grad school, I was uh, was a little, I, I was interested in a different scale of design. So I was going to do advertising. I, I did a Guy Friday position at an ad agency. Um, it's a black ad agency called uh, Uniworld. So I did a Guy Friday position there while I worked for, as I worked through the week. I worked for another architect in uh, even Connecticut. It was I think it was Connecticut at the time. No, at the time I was working in in downtown Manhattan for an architecture firm doing housing. And uh, and I was able to just take my Fridays to work with an addict. By the way, it's going to be about 15 minutes, 16 minutes. Okay, that's yeah. fine. So um, let's see, New York. Um, how, how long did it take for, I guess, from grad school to actually getting, um, I guess, your first official gig by yourself? It took maybe, let's see, I think all the, all the time I was, um, all the time I was working, I was looking for opportunities like that because I felt like, um, you know, I read The Fountainhead. If you're familiar with The Fountainhead, it's just like that creativity is there when you can do it for yourself and you're the one kind of controlling the design behind behind the new project um so i got a chance to um do it maybe two years three years yep three years after about three years after i finished on after i finished grad so i was okay. working in um downtown manhattan and then um I got an opportunity to teach at Pratt Institute. So I started teaching interior design. I also got a job, uh, not a job, but I got a, I did about five episodes on HGTV, doing some like styling for places. So while I was doing that, then people were checking it out. I got opportunities to apply. And I think uh, one client, uh, 
was buying a house in Brooklyn and just wanted me to, um, actually a friend was working on a client's house in Brooklyn. So I co-designed a project with her. And then we just kept working together. I kept working with the client after that. And then uh, everything, one thing just led to another. The, I'm sitting with the client in a restaurant. Somebody sees me sketching. And I had two friends that were buying a company. They were buying three companies. They had a 20,000 square foot office space. So imagine just one floor plan of a house, like 20 by 50. So imagine maybe um, 20 of those spaces all together. And that's what they had. So that was my first big breakout project right there. Mm-hmm. And I actually tried, I felt I was a little intimidated by that project. I tried to give that project to the firm I was working with. They didn't want it. So I took it and I just uh, did my best with it. So now you're, you're strictly independent, correct? Or you work for Exactly. Someone? I've been doing this. I've been working for myself for the last uh, 12 years. Wow. So yeah. you're, you're totally based in um, Brooklyn, correct? Based in Brooklyn, but I have projects that I do in Chicago, North Carolina, Atlanta, Detroit, uh, and they come in different scales, different sizes. Okay, so how 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 does that go? Um, is it like a um, a bid type thing, or how does that go for them to get you? Um, a lot of my stuff I get word of mouth. Um, I get word of mouth, I get references, I get referrals from different current clients and other friends like yourself. They'll refer me for projects and I'll just, uh, you know, take a look at it and see if it's something that's right for me and the client. So um, right now also I'm doing, I'm pushing for, I'm bidding for some larger projects. So, but the smaller projects, residential, I don't typically bid for them. I usually introduce myself and then we see if it's a fit for us, both me and the client. Okay. So with you, um, being by yourself are are you looking to have people to get on to help you um or are you just strictly doing the um design part well i strictly do the design i have a person uh in england a sister in england that helps me out i have a, another brother in uh, philly that helps me so people are everywhere i have a partner in chicago on an adventure uh on the larger projects we're, we're pushing submitting RFP request for proposals for a $30 million project, which is uh, really nice. I mean, a $30 million project in Detroit, which uh, which is an education, which is a school K-8 program. Then in the next couple of years, it's going to be a high school program as well. So we'll see how that goes. Wow. That, yeah. is, that is awesome. Um, yeah, think, in, in my philosophy, I think the smaller programs are like the best, the smaller businesses are flexible. We can change in a day. You know, you see how um, uh, someone was just saying, I think a friend of mine, Mike was just saying, Mike News was just saying that, uh, telling us early that GM has decided to do all electric vehicles. Well, I wonder how long it took them to decide to do it and kind of create the backup or the infrastructure for them to be able to switch over to electric vehicles. But when you got somebody small and I can work and ship out the work to other people, give other people opportunities and I can change basically my whole focus in a matter of a day, the whole business focus in a matter of a day without having to really um, worry about anything, without having to confer or worry about anything going down. Okay. That's, without that's having good. too many words, I can kind of switch it up. 
um, I think it was, was it yesterday or the day before I was on your page and for those who don't know, he has a daughter and she is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. How old is she now? She's nine. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and since I've known her, her existence, I've never met her, but in her existence on earth, um, he has always put her out as the the light to his pathway. Um, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so how how did how did you know not that how did that happen because I know how it happened, <laughs> but <laughs> um right. so how has fatherhood been for you? Uh, it's been really good. It's a lesson, you know. Um you know she's basically representing she's basically showing me who i am um how i work and the things that she does kind of reflect the way i the way i live and how i work so if i have issues where i can't communicate then i see those issues in her where she can't communicate it just teaches me that i need to learn to communicate better or it just teaches me to appreciate things and also number two uh, number two number three teaches me to like appreciate the other people in my life we're offering advice and guidance you know so this was nine nine years ago and it, i'm assuming you're on the the brink of you know what you're doing with your architect and yes. um on his facebook page it's always pictures of her it's always something she's dancing She's, you know, she's having a great personality. And I love the fact that you allow her to be free. And you guys show and display a true father and daughter relationship. And I think I commented that. Like, I love this relationship that you guys have. And how um, it actually reminds me of how Kobe was with his daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a fun thing. You know, it's a fun thing. I, I was talking to my buddy today, but we don't we didn't necessarily have all these opportunities when we were growing up. So just having a chance to explore things where to travel with her and just play with her is, uh, you know, it's a godsend. It's amazing. It wow. Really is. So is she into drawing now or no? Um, she we tried drawing a little bit, but now um, we were just listening to she had a recital this morning for guitar so we were just trying a little bit of everything we tried soccer which is just having the opportunity to try all this stuff you know we were younger we just we were playing we were just outside playing right now you know mm -hmm. as kids we were outside playing but now just having this little structure like uh this structure program or path set up for her where she can kind of do whatever she wants as long as she just explores it all and that's that feels good to me it looks good too um with me being um a daddy's girl the moments of learning who i was my dad allowed me to be me and um that relationship from being a baby all the way to you know he left this earth um was something that i missed the most of um my dad knowing when it's time to talk, knowing that moment when, you know, like you said, the frustration when you can't talk 
or um, acting out or whatever the case may be, daddy will put me back in line, but he will always do it in love. So that when I see the display, especially a black man being in his daughter's life, it is life itself. So I commend you on that to be in your daughter's life. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a true, it's a real blessing just to say I'm, you know, that to have one and just be around, uh, just to get that authentic, like lesson, the real lessons from somebody around you reflects what you do. It's a real lesson. Yeah, I, um, I think the last picture, I think you were holding her and you guys were looking out the window, I believe. Right. Um, the other day, and I was just like, I wanted to cry because it was so beautiful. The the picture spoke volumes, and um, she's gonna appreciate what well, she appreciates it now, but she's really gonna appreciate it when she's um, older and adolescent gets a hold, and you know, a lot of questions that you know, daddy might not be ready to answer. Oh yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> got them right now <laughs> got a lot of them right now but at least she's able to come to you and actually ask the question hey look at me i'm gonna need aunties like you to come around and say look let ask me that question i'll get it for you i'll take care of that <laughs> but it's, it's it's good i i i love it um you know we have again with media they like to display, you know, fathers missing out of the home. And we all have our, you know, our moments in life, you know, when we want to check out, you know, I have them. But at the same style, you have responsibilities. And for you to have a whole load like you do and still take care of your daughter, again, it's awesome to see. And I'm, I'm glad that this platform is able to show people like you that yes, I'm still doing what I need to do, not only for my daughter, but you're leaving legacy. You are part of legacy already um, from the village that you came from. And now, you know, they see a successful person like you that came from Chicago, doing it big in Brooklyn, all over the world. Um, it's a sight to see like, yes, we need to put this out. Yes, he needs to be in more magazines. Yes, he needs to be uh, on the front front um, because it could be somebody that's from our neighborhood looking for somebody for hope in someone like you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it was, it was a transition period having her and having to work and form a business at the same time, but it's been the best, like real great, it's been some great formative years for her and for the business too. So I'm happy about that. And you're right about the stereotypes and um, just seeing my friends and just uh, having the support of my friends, just uh, supporting my business, supporting my personal life. It's uh, it's a godsend. And it shows me too that uh, there are some wonderful African-American people, wonderful everybody, but I got to concentrate on my African-American black friends and uh, like there are some wonderful people that are defying the odds and when you say odds or define the stereotype define the stereotypes that that are out there when you look at Chicago right now it's I think um I was there a week ago formatting this like uh formalizing an agreement for a partnership but 
look at Chicago and I was there looking at the uh, like uh, what was that the carjacking is that uh, they report have increased so much and it's just giving Chicago a bad rep but when you look at it you got about 18 to 24 year olds almost 50 percent I think it's 47 to 50 percent of those guys don't have jobs and uh and it's not just because we're bad guys that we don't have 50% of us don't have jobs. It's partially because of stereotypes and what people think about you, what people think about bringing businesses to your area or what people think about even residing in your area and bringing up property values in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy to like uh, just add to a, a positive uh, stereotype for us all. Like that positive. would be good. Um, have you been back to the University of Michigan since in a while? Yeah, I think I was there maybe last, uh, the last homecoming, not this, not this year, but uh, 19, 2019, I was at home. Okay. So you yeah. ever think about, um, what is the name of your business? Uh, it's a Will Do Boats Design. Um, and I'm also partnering for a company um, for larger projects, uh, educational, you know, uh, industrial projects with a company called Seek Architecture. Okay. We got to make sure we uh, sh- shot your business out um, just in case yeah. somebody wants to yeah. um, hire you. And I'm, I would say I'm highly recommending you um, for whatever the need is. I don't know. I don't know if you do simple, like just redo my kitchen. I don't know. <laughs> do it all. We do it all. There's a way where there's will, there's a way, you know, look up. Yep. And it's just, will do both design, either the IG or even Facebook or the website, will do both design.com or will do both design. I always want to know where, where did your nickname come from? Oh, um, you know, I, jokingly, I could say in every neighborhood, you got a Ray, Ray, Pookie, Earl, Junebug, Ray, Ray, all that stuff. So Nuki was one of those dudes. And um, it just never got away from me. So as I got older, I got to Michigan, people started calling me Nuke mm. and just, ne- just never died. Right. I was like, uh, we were talking to um, Stacy Thomas. I don't, you know who Stacy is, right? Stacey Thomas, is that the basketball player? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she was great. She Absolutely. Was great. So, um, Stace is uh, me and her have been who friends since '96, and really? I want to say she was on the same floor with uh, Miriam. I want to say that. And so. Mm-hmm this is how I end up seeing you a lot because they were on the same floor. Oh, I see. Okay. And so, um, in half of a mile, we're still friends. Matter of fact, I text her like, guess who's going to be on the show today. She's like, who? I said, Nuke. And she was like, Nuke from U of M. I said, yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I yeah. didn't even know what your real name was. Okay. All I know is Nuke. You know what? It's funny because when we were growing up, it was all—it wasn't even pretentious. It was like coming up to Michigan. Nobody cared who your family was. They just cared who you were and how you treated them and how you represented yourself on campus. Yeah, those those were the days. I mean, our 
um, me and Stace joke about it all the time of, you know, we would go to class, you know, do your homework, meet in the hallway, um, in the back rooms and play space to one, two o'clock in the morning, like we don't have class the next day. Yes, exactly. And, um, and even with her, she she really, um, I'm hopefully soon, I'll be able to get her on the show. But um, those days that I spent at the University of Michigan made me who I am today. Um, mm -hmm. And the people that I met were some true friends, even to this day. Those who actually said and accomplished and said what they were going to be when they were yeah. there are that yeah. what they are today. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah. Hey, look, we're we're at the house now. Okay. Uh oh. I think he's stuck. Oh. All right. Okay. Can you hear me? I okay. Can hear you. All right. Hopefully, uh, I think my Wi-Fi is good, but I think my reception is good too. Uh, all okay. right. A little chilly out here in North Carolina, but it's good though. Okay. So, um, so first off, it's uh, it looks like a small house on the outside, and I'm gonna try to flip this camera around. If I can flip around, it's like a small house on the outside, but I'm gonna walk around to the front. There's a small town um where the mother grew up, and she said she couldn't, you know, she couldn't even walk down this block when she was younger. So it's just big. It's meaningful uh, for her just to have this space. So it looks a, like a very small house, but it it opens up for you when you get inside. Let me come in through the front here. Figure this out if I can do that. Okay, but we can keep talking to me while. Okay. Yeah. This stuff is coming together. Okay. Let's see. Can I get in there? Not yet. I'll come through the back. I'll put it back on me for a second as I come okay. through the back. Okay. So go ahead, Camila. I'm sorry to interrupt with my little i'm just so proud of this house you know because it uh, really came together for everyone so how how long did it take for um this particular house well during, because of covid it ended up taking us about uh six months to get it really done and it's almost uh almost there so, so if it had not been for covid how long do you think it would have took probably a little less about four or five months what Say is my man right so, here. Okay, good. Yeah, you want to walk us through or no? You want to walk us through? I'll walk through unless you want to walk. It's your first time seeing it. <laughs> it's my first time. I'm so happy yeah, seeing it, man. Some, uh, stuff laying around, uh, yeah. Trying to move me. Okay. I'm just as excited. This is just yeah. new to me. The house that we have built. There you go. Peace, everybody. Literally. <laughs> yeah, literally, man. I had the vision shared it with this brother he was able to put it on paperwork so that the contract is completed and executed in a phenomenal way uh we started with the inside then we're going to work ourselves out you know we got some outside stuff to do but right now this is where we're at on the inside this really came along way. i can tell that just looking at it. Yeah. love it yeah so uh go ahead and uh, well, thank you bro Will. thanks a lot man we will walk in right it's beautiful, man. I'm gonna take these shoes off. Okay. Yeah. 
There you go. So, um, so we kind of opened up the ceiling, took it up two stories. I gotta have a better uh, camera to see everything all together. But we opened this up. Uh, the front that you saw, um, you know, first the house, the first the ceilings were at eight feet, but now we opened everything up. Uh, we got um, a, a space, a loft space up there, kind of like an artist studio space up there. Um, all of the floors had to come in new. I'm just happy about it because um, the mom is going to experience something different. And that's just, you know, very happy about that. So the good thing is, see, yes, I love them, actually. So we just did these stairs to come up to the next level. I can take a quick walk up there. Little, little studio space, loft space up here. Wow. But you know, you're in the South and you just don't see stuff like this out here. You know what I mean? So some of these things will be finished up soon. And Rob is like traveling all the time. So this is a place he might even come back to. Right, right. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. So we got two bedrooms here. This was funny. I have to show you the befores because uh, this was a completely different space. Yeah, so now we got like a little wet area here. Let's turn this on. Is that a jacuzzi tub? It is. It's a jacuzzi tub. Oh Travertine floors, this little walk in shower here uh -huh. with the uh, rain shower here. Mom's going to be so excited. Wow. Um, so I'm really happy about it. Very, very happy about this. And uh, just proud of my man for putting it all together. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, you, I got to show you, I have to show you the befores for you to really realize what happened because this house underwent a flood at one okay. point and he took it and built it back up. And it's like, a, just kind of realized. Floors, though, new. What did y'all do to these floors? Yeah, the floors are beautiful. They're very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah. So did she already have an open kitchen or no? No, this was nothing like this. This really wasn't like this. This area, I don't know if people are familiar with the Hurricane Florence, it came and decimated this community, drowned it out, basically flooded out the whole area. And um, uh, people that were uh, prior owners to it was basically like, you know, just trying to fast sell it. Uh, my uncle, who's my sister, I mean, my mother's brother, he had actually purchased across the street. And uh, I was like, man, uncle, you know, this is, this is the kind of stuff we be passing down. You know, this kind of information about buying up property is the kind of stuff we need to share with your nephew. So he was like, look, come with me, you know, and then he brought me across the street and he showed me this property because he was actually looking at this property at first, but his wife, my aunt, wasn't uh, comfortable living next to a cemetery. It was a cemetery mm. like further back behind the house. And I was like, you know, I don't mind that. You know, those are the best neighbors anybody can want because they're the quietest <laughs> neighbors you ever want. So that was nothing of a hindrance to me or my mom. So when I came over here and checked out the property, it was a, a nice 2,400 square foot house. It was flooded out. But the uh, owner was willing to uh, pay for two acres of land 
And I had another two properties behind this house on the two acres of land. One of the buildings alone is worth, it's a mason building. So it's worth like 75,000 in itself, just that building behind this house. Right. So it was a, uh, it was a great sale that he gave it to me for $50,000 pretty much. So I bought it directly through the owner. I didn't have to go through the bank or nothing. We wrote up the uh, paperwork to the lawyer. Uh, he put a little 3% interest on it, just to, you know, I ain't um, And uh, I'm basically been paying him, you know, every month for the house. Uh, and in the meantime, I found some contractors, which was, that was the biggest challenge, finding the contractors, the people to do it. But once we found the contractors, uh, I, I, I communicated the will, my vision, uh, came down and checked it out. Told him how I wanted the Baltic Ceilings open space. My mom is the only person that's gonna be here. So I kind of wanted to focus downstairs. She really doesn't have much reason to go upstairs. So I figured, you know, why even keep upstairs if she's not gonna use it anyway? So I wanted to maximize the house. And it has a, a slanted ceiling. So this part of the upstairs is basically getting shorter and shorter anyway. So I said it would be more attractive if she could use this for her downstairs. So the idea was just to have open space, uh, open space vaulted ceilings, and Will was able to uh, draw out my vision and put it on the diagram for the contractors to look at and understand. And ever since like July, we've been working on it, and today is like the most completed project we've had to date. And uh, she's been excited about the journey of just looking at my mom, enjoy, uh, bringing her taste and style. She picked out the countertops. She picked out the appliances and things like that. She picked out the colors. I, I suggested a red accent wall because I figured gray everything would be too much, but the red accent wall really pops. She likes that. Uh, she has a master bedroom with a spa-like master bathroom attached, which she really likes. Mm. Mm -hmm. She said, mm, oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she picked the lighting and stuff. Will drew out the light system for the electrician. He clearly understood it. Uh, Will was also very instrumental because when I first thought of the idea, I said, ooh, master bathroom here, and then a, a, a bathroom over here. But Will, in his experience, was, was uh, smart enough to suggest how about we keep all the water contained in one area so if something was to go wrong, it wouldn't be that difficult to find it and execute fixing it. So all of our watering is literally the right hand center of the house. So we're able to maximize the, uh, other space for like living space, which I thought was a brilliant idea because I never thought of that first. But uh, yeah, we'll suggest that. And we also have a half bathroom upstairs. Uh, so it's like uh, two and a half baths, uh, two bedroom, 2,400 square feet. And I just did it for my mom. It's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Rob, Rob is the epitome of get it done. Like he's just a smart, focused brother. Very smart, focused brother, you know. And we originally met in New York in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and he's all over the country now. So, so that that is a working, is that a fireplace? That yeah. is. Yeah. That's my pride when it is. I was like, I want a fully exposed fireplace. Like, you can walk all around. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was one of the main. We're building a bathroom right now. We have a, 
I love it. And I've never seen nothing like that before. Not in the middle of the house. Not like right. that. Exactly. And it works. Mm -hmm. So when you heat it up, it's gonna it's in the center of the house, so it's gonna heat up everything. Excellent. That's great. That that means that's a uh less on the heating bill. It should be. Should be. Yeah. Oh, we got we went with the uh I forgot the name of the installation, but it's the, the like thick kind. So, like right now, it's yeah. very comfortable and we don't need to keep it long. Yeah. So we got uh, you know, put insulation into the ceiling, new lighting system. You see all these recessed lights throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like in, in the wall, I wanted to make sure the insulation was like good to keep the sound. I didn't want yeah. sound carrying these mm -hmm. So I really focused on insulation. Now I think I'm getting advantage of uh, having quality insulation with uh, keeping the, the, the temperature regulated here. Mm. And also, what I like is that the ducts for the air unit. We didn't design this part, but the actually the contractor put for this, so I guess it must have passed inspection too. Right. So this is a brace for the wall to be so vaulted and open, and, but also it, it uh, is an area for the duct system to be hidden. Well, it, I will say it, it looks like you guys put in some time in the, um, the very um, details of the house. And it so far it looks awesome. The floors look like you can eat off of them. Exactly. <laughs> and the coloring is nice. And I know your mom is gonna love this house. Um, and even if she wanted to go up the stairs, she could. If she don't, you know, she could have a whole house downstairs with her in that, and that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I just took them upstairs too. Beautiful, yeah. It's a little private space upstairs, like a cozy nook and an artist loft, basically. So I'm really happy about that. So congrats, Rob, on this. Congrats on this, bro. Yeah. Camila, thank you for looking at this. Man, that this is awesome, and um, our people will be able to actually see, you know, your your hands up close, like the design that's in your head, and that you know what you're doing. Not like somebody will just say something, oh, I'm a this and that. No, you're actually looking at the design that he had in his head, along with this young man telling him, you know, what his heart's desire was for his own mother, which is also leaving legacy. So I appreciate you guys even showing us this. And I'm glad I was able to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is beautiful view. Thank you so much. Camille. Thank you. Yeah inspired i'm just happy my friends are inspiring me right now very inspirational and, and and when i was able to support you and, and, and use his services man he's the first brother i called i was excited to support the brother's business and put money in his pocket that that felt good um i encourage other brothers and sisters to do the same thing with friends in their circles because it's one thing to say like you, you like what somebody does but I mean, there's no bigger flattery than actually like using their business and paying them their value of what they were. 
And I actually feel like I underpaid for what, what Nick uh -huh. did. He's golden. Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah. it. No, yeah. you about to make me cry. <laughs> That's good. I'm about to cry. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. you guys, uh, I I am so elated. You guys have no idea. You guys have put a smile on my face. Um, with seeing seeing this. And again, um, Nuke, I am so proud of you. Um, Thank you. eventually when you come to Detroit, you gotta let me know. Okay. That will do. Um, hook up in person and um, like reminisce and see and, and eventually, you know, see on him what you're about to do in the city of Detroit. Um, shout out okay. your business again. Say that again. My business. Oh, it's a uh, Will Dubose Design. The IG is Will Dubose Design. Facebook Will Dubose Design, and then uh, website Will Dubose Design com. D U B O S E Design. And if you're on Facebook, you guys, it's Nook Will DeBose. Um, and again, if you have any projects coming up, um, you want somebody to help design or you want somebody to put some anointed hands on it, please reach out to my friend. Um, and what is your friend, your client's name? Oh, this is, um, I, I don't, this is, uh, I'll go ahead and say it. This is uh, Rob Morgan. You probably have seen him on Just Mercy. You, you may have seen him on Bull. He's one of the top 25 acts of the century. Well, ain't that something? Yeah. Sorry about that, Rob. I, <laughs> she asked me so. so. so but, I yeah. just want to thank you. He's a great um, brother. First of all, he's just a great brother. And I'm just happy my me. friends are just supporting and just uh, just inspiring me like this. He has a heart yeah. of gold. And he, he, he has no idea the blessings that's about to come to him just for doing this for his mom. Um, not only to be able to bless you, um, again, legacy is right here before us, right here with two wonderful black men that in any way possibly I will support. Um, again, later on, I will have you back on the show again. Um, anything that you got coming up, if you want me to um, advertise it, get with me. I will do whatever I can to support you. All right. Thank you so much. Love you and appreciate you, Camila. All right. I'll so see glad you we soon. connected. All right. See you soon. Mm.